Welcome to Through AAA Eyes. I'm your host, AAA. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Welcome back. Thank you so much to everyone who listened in last week to, I think, you know, one of the best interviews I've done so far with Miss Rochelle Holland. I mean, good Lord, she left me chuckling and she left me feeling whole. You know, it was like going through a therapy session and I loved it. Um, For those of you with follow-up questions for Rochelle, please send me a message either on my Facebook at Through AAA Eyes or on Instagram, or you can also email me at Through AAA Eyes at gmail.com so that I can have her back hopefully next week to answer some of your questions and talk about some other stuff. So stay tuned for that. Now this week, I want to just talk about a little bit of a hot topic, but an ancient hot topic. I wanted to talk about virginity and what its place in our society today is and you know what are the repercussions of being a virgin especially once you're getting into you know your reproductive years and so it's a little bit of a lot wrapped up and i would like to preface this by saying i'm going to do my best not to talk about it from a religious standpoint because I believe everyone's got the right to believe in whatever they want um, if it doesn't hurt somebody else. So I want to respect those who are virgins for religious reasons, but I do want to talk about the concept of virginity. So in simple words, what does it mean to be a virgin? A virgin is someone who's never had sex. Now, and by sex, I mean intercourse, actual penis and vaginal intercourse. Now, we often associate virginity with women. And I'll come back to that, why that's something that we need to address. Um, but on a very simple note, being a virgin means you've never had sex. Ideally, you've never been touched sexually or touched somebody else sexually. All of these things add to the purity of your virginity. Now, that sounds lovely to some, and... But I want to question, how practical is it in today's day and age? I mean, now I don't want to say I condone how far necessarily sexuality has gone in today's day and age with pornography and people being addicted to pornography. But I do want to discuss what happens to regular people who have decided to hold on to their virginity. And now, of course, most of us have seen the 40-year-old virgin at this point. And it was funny, but while it was funny, 
it was sad because you actually saw somebody struggling with something that maybe might have started as, you know, a point of, of pride, but had become a burden, essentially. So when we discuss virginity, I think we need to discuss the roots of marriage. So marriage as we know it right now, which is about love and the coming together and, you know, all those happy things, the beautiful wedding and everything, that really isn't the root of marriage. When you go into historic, you know, the history of marriage, it wasn't really about love. Like marriage as we know it, signing a document, signing a contract. Marriage was usually held between families to help maintain or contain, I should say, wealth. So for example, if I was of marrying age, which back then was a lot younger, of course, than what we are now, and my family probably had already found a suitable person from family for me to marriage uh, to marry into and now this person doesn't necessarily have to be of my age group the person most likely would have been a little bit older than me or maybe a lot older than me depending on the society we're talking about so then became the then came the discussion of bride price or dowries somebody whether the groom paid it to the bride or vice versa like in india the girl's family pays the boy's family so as you see even up to today that bride price there is an exchange of goods there's an exchange of wealth and in that exchange the family holds or combines their wealth so this is also, you, if you look at the history of royal families around the world, they marry within, they marry cousins, they marry, you know, all of this because they want to keep their wealth. You don't want an outsider coming to benefit from whatever, you know, um, empire that your family has built. So you maintain the wealth, whether it's 500 cows, whether it's gold, name it, it's wealth. So that was marriage. And now, so in that exchange, it's all about sweetening the deal. So for example, you know, I'm negotiating now because a lot of these marriages were negotiated between professional, you know, marriage negotiators. In Ghana, we call them Ochamis, but the Ochamis we have today are more of, um, you know, more of a, what do you call, a comedic pairing. But... Back in the day, they actually negotiated for your, you know, for um, for the marriage, for the best marriage, for, you know, and for the best deal possible. So in that negotiation, well, let's let's see how it would go. So now picture this. So we've got two parties facing off. So I'm the one with the uh, with the the daughter that I'm marrying off. So the other party, they've got the son who probably comes from a wealthy, a decent family. So they don't start off. So I got to offer something. So I say, hey, I got this beautiful daughter. 
and she's of the right age, and she'll bear your son 10 great children. And they say, uh-huh, and what else? So, okay, so she comes with a trunk of, I don't know, some, some gold, maybe some perfume, some food products. That's very nice. And what else? Well, she's very beautiful. Uh-huh. And what else? Oh, did I mention that she is a virgin? She has never been touched. Mmm. That means she's that means she comes from a good family. And then the conversation continues. And at the end, now you have on the wedding day this virginal beauty being presented on a pedestal and that bride is an example to all the other girls in the society because if you keep your virginity you get to have a beautiful wedding one day and to marry well whereas if you don't keep your virginity well then you're simply a whore and you probably belong working in the brothels of the town or elsewhere so that's how this stuff used to happen and still continues to happen. So what I find ironic about virginity and the amount of emphasis we put on virginity today is, number one, we don't actually, you know, we care about virginity, but we don't actually care about it that much because if we did care about it that much, we would realize that how we, um, how we, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, how we promote virginity is only towards women and not towards men. Because if we actually cared about virginity, then there should be both male and female virgins, not just one way. And because the virginity has been pushed more on women, it has been used as a tool to control them and to control their sexuality. And society has essentially wrapped all of a woman's worth between her legs. Because let's think about this. If we felt so strongly about a person's worth and their morality, we would have we would have more men being chastised or in countries where you know sex is illegal we would have more men being put to death for not being virgins instead of being you know applauded for being glorified playboys or in today's terms fuckboys Yeah, I know, I said a lot there. <laughs> but the root of it is virginity is put onto a woman. It's the burden a woman has to deal with. And lo and behold, if you don't stay a virgin till your wedding night, the guilt you feel, you know, or the guilt that society wants you to feel, you know, I, I'll say, I'll say this much. I didn't wait till my wedding night. And honestly, I, for myself, 
I'm glad I didn't, but that's that's my decision. And I think when we put such a strong emphasis on that wedding night, we need to also think about what we are essentially doing. You're, you're putting a woman into a position of submission because often, if not always, her partner is already sexually experienced in most cases. So that little joy of being in charge of your own sexuality is taken away because her view of sexuality, her pleasure or lack thereof pleasure is put into the hands of her partner. And I don't know if y'all know this, but half of these dudes running around don't know what the hell they are doing in bed. So now you've put a poor virgin woman in bed with one of those fools and he's going to imprint his lack of knowledge on her for life or as long as they stay married married and that's not okay and it's also not okay the anxiety that you know women who have remained virgins have to go through on their wedding night or leading up to their wedding night. And there's no, and this much I'll say, there's no one cheering them on, you know, explaining what it's gonna be like or any of that, because often they've been as isolated from all this information. Granted, now we have the internet, so you can look and you can learn, but it's still not the same as in, you know, so. Picture this, you want someone who has been told repeatedly all through their lives that they need to keep their legs crossed, stay away from men, you know, don't, you know, don't shame the family or whatever else type of burden that was put on their shoulders. And then suddenly at some point, they are just supposed to open up their legs, have sex and reproduce and pleasure their husband. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be that woman that doesn't pleasure their husband. How is that supposed to happen? I know in ancient societies, there were ceremonies to bring women and men, you know, up to speed before their wedding night to teach them what they didn't know. But we've lost a lot of that, you know, and in modern day society, your parents might not be telling you anything or your, you know, the aunties or uncles or whoever are around you aren't going to be telling you openly what to expect. So you're basically sending someone, you know, to their first sexual experience with nothing but terror. And that's a shame. It's a real shame. And I think we need to stop equating sexuality and morality because they are not the same thing. Just because you're sexual does not mean you're immoral. And vice versa. 
you know? So we need to stop that. It doesn't make any sense when you really think about it. And now, of course, those coming from a religious perspective are probably having, um, you know, palpitations uh, <laughs> from what I'm saying. But again, I want us to think about this from, you know, not only from a modern point of view, but just from a personal point of view. In some societies that I've lived in, because there is such a value put on virginity, all it does is leads the person to find other ways to be sexual. Because at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, human beings are sexual beings. And, you know, we start young. We start exploring our bodies and everything, unless someone has told us it's dirty. We start, we start early. So when, especially as a teenager, when those feelings start to erupt and, you know, you are in a restricted society, people start to explore and sometimes with the opposite, with the same sex, because it's safer to be with the same sex because the same sex can't get you pregnant or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So these things are happening and we really need to talk about the validity of putting pressure on virginity. And if we are going to say virginity is where it's at and everybody needs to, you know, close their legs till they get to, to marriage, then I want to hear more men being spoken to about it. I want to hear us reprogramming men if this is where we're going with it. You know, if we're going to follow certain puritanical ways, let's make it even because women have enough burdens on their shoulders and they cannot be held accountable for all of humanity's sexuality issues or problems or desires. And I know some men feel like, you know, they want to marry a virgin. Why? Because they need to be the first one to conquer her vajayjay. Yeah, I said it. They need to feel like they have conquered. And then, okay, great. So that's one night you have conquered. You are the mighty lord of this evening. And then what? What happens after that conquering is done? What happens? Usually nothing. Usually those guys who need to conquer move on to conquer something else. So again, we need to address how we express our sexual desires as opposed to allowing women to be sensed. I mean, I hate to use this analogy, but sometimes it's a little bit like you're sending a woman to be a sacrificial lamp, essentially. Um, you know, to for someone to conquer, especially in a case where, you know, the guy is not a virgin. 
Now, in cases where both parties are virgins. Now, this is sweet. Yes, it's really sweet. But I remember, <laughs> I think this was a case out of um, Saudi Arabia a few years back where it was a husband and wife and they were both virgins on their wedding night. And the guy, unfortunately, didn't know where, you know, where it should go. And, you know, and of course, because no one talked to him about it, nobody taught him. And, and now, so the girl decided to show him. And because she showed him where his penis was supposed to go, he was outraged. He felt she knew she was not a virgin. So just by that knowledge, her purity was no more. And he proceeded to uh, dissolve the marriage immediately. Because in his mind, the fact that she knew where his penis was supposed to go, she he couldn't conquer her because she had already been conquered. Though ironically, whether you know whether or not she's a virgin, it really isn't the issue. But I I I think it's ironic that he was upset because her mind had already been conquered. If you get what I mean. So and this isn't just um, you know a Saudi issue. This happens in all communities. So I think at the root of virginity is the need to control, to control our bodies, to, to control our mind, to control what we do and how we behave. And we have to address, is it valid? Do we need it? If it does more harm than good, then can we move on from it? And maybe maybe it's for you, but maybe it's not for the next person. So just as we preach religious freedom, we need to be also aware that it's not for everyone. And sometimes our need to maintain virginity breeds, you know, some really malicious stuff. Um, in the past few years, because of the rise in HIV, um, you know, patients around the world, you start hearing these awful, awful stories of men sleeping with virgins because some voodoo doctor somewhere told them that's the way they're going to get rid of HIV. So you see, there's a lot of you know, uneducation going on and disinformation. And it all plays into this need for virginity, that this purity, that this pure girl, this pure woman somehow holds the key to life. I mean, that somehow she is the Holy Grail. And you know, so it breeds a lot of stuff that we as society need to address um, because a lot of it isn't good. And I think it's unfair, the, I, you know, the emotional turmoil that a lot of virgins, especially those who are virgins later in life, go through just because of society's expectation of them. So 
to close this, I want to sort of give a little message to those who are listening who may be virgins. There is nothing wrong with the path that you have taken. There is nothing wrong with you. It's a conscious choice, especially as an adult, it's a conscious choice to keep maintaining your virginity. And when the time does come for you to share yourself with someone else, you know, I, I hope that you will be patient with yourself because there's a whole lot of learning that has to be done, a whole lot of learning about yourself, about your body, about your needs, about your desires, before you even add in what your future partner's needs are. And that sex is supposed to be fun. It's not only for reproduction, but sex. Sex is a beautiful thing when shared between consenting adults. And don't let it pressure you. Don't let it burden you. I think society has placed enough burden on you already. So do your best to relax, to enjoy, and learn together, especially if both of you are going to be intimate together for the first time. It's a beautiful thing, and just enjoy. And for those of you who condemn those who didn't keep their virginity or are already starting teaching the new, the next generation, please be aware of the burden you place on them. And if, if you do choose to tell the next person to be a virgin, please also provide them with the resources to learn. Because as I said, they're not magically going to know on their wedding night. So provide them with the learning that goes along with it. And don't make the talking of intimacy or sexuality taboo because you're just passing on that burden to the next generation and it isn't fair and it isn't cool. So on that note, y'all, if you're already sexually active, go forth, be safe, enjoy, and if you're about to be sexually active for the first time, take a deep breath, educate yourself, protect yourself, and enjoy. On that note, y'all, have a great evening. Thank you for listening in and do reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on, on Facebook at Through Triple A Eyes. Um, you can also reach me on email at through triple eyes at gmail.com or Instagram at through triple eyes. All right. So take care, y'all. Talk to you next week. Ciao.